0: three two one you're listening to the husker online show your authority on nebraska athletics and we're back here on the husker online show sean callahan robin washett now uh talking basketball as we take a break from spring practice discussion as um nebraska basketball just finished up the spring signing period um a consensus national top 20 top 15 level class one of the best We've ever seen in the online recruiting era and here to talk more about that signing class with us is Husker basketball assistant, a great friend of the program, Matt Abdelmasi coach. First of all, congrats on wrapping up the signing period, but I know it's never over. There's always roster movement, always things going on, but you got to be relieved to, to at least get to this mile marker.
1: Yeah, no, it certainly has been a wild ride, just like it's been for every program and every sport in the country, the last 13, 14 months. For us, I'm really proud at the fact on how we've capitalized off of uh, all the hurdles that were in roadblocks that were ju- jumping at us and, and put there in front of us. So um, certainly satisfied um, with the overall class rounding out, most importantly, just so excited about bringing quality kids to this program, to this community, of course, really talented players as well and you know we're uh, we're really really excited about where we're headed and in, uh, going into year three
2: now how different was assembling this class compared to the past couple because you know the past couple classes you were literally resetting the entire roster it felt like for the most part well now you brought back uh you know 70 percent of your per- scoring production from last year and you're complimenting those guys with with his twenty one class. I guess how much difference did that make? Uh, the fact that you actually had some, um, you know, returning production to build around, as opposed to doing a, a complete roster overhaul.
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, when you're building, there's no exact science or steps that you take on how exactly it's going to go. You know, certainly, it's it's no uh, mystery on what we inherited. And we had to quickly put together a team, which therefore when you have to put together just the sheer amount of, of scholarships we had to fill, you know, ultimately there's going to be some, some kids that you take that might not be um, potentially long-term plans. Um, you're just filling gaps with, with certain roster needs just to go out there and put a team that has a chance to be competitive. So we do that in year one. And, you know, very excited about the sit-out kids that we did get year one that proved to be Big Ten worthy players come year two. Um, but, you know, this was always the year being somebody that's worked at two other programs where we pretty much um, – I had to do very similar things on on making that progression to where you have a, a stable amount of players and build off of that that usually it is it's year three you know where you find a core group of guys that fit what you're trying to do um fit the dna of the culture that you want in your program and we've done that with the guys that have remained here and like you said robin 70 percent of, of your scoring and minutes are returning and that's a great number that's literally the highest number of my career to be <laughs> quite honest um, with the amount of players that are returning. I'm, I'm very accustomed to roster turnover. It's certainly how I've made my career at building programs. Um, you know, the craziness with the transfer portal, it's certainly not anything new for me. Um, so I'm really excited about having such a strong foundation back and adding so many talented pieces around that where we really do feel like we can take off.
2: Okay, now I know last time you were on, we kind of recapped the, the guys that signed in the fall, but uh, you know, three more additions this spring. Just wanted to get your take on how guys like Oleg, Keon, uh, and CJ uh, are going to fit into what's returning and, and what you guys were bringing into the fall and, and what kind of impact you see those guys having next season.
1: Yeah, I mean, anytime you add two transfers that even remotely have any type of experience at a high major level, There's nothing but uh, beneficial um, reasons why you would take a kid like that, and we have two of them both from Big East programs in C.J. Wiltshire and Keon Edwards. Um, C.J. is a kid that I've known for a while. I recruited him very aggressively at St. John's, came to campus a few times. Ultimately, when I left for Nebraska, he's a kid that I called right away and we did recruit and ultimately chose um, Xavier – But it's a family that I'm uh, very comfortable with. They're incredible people, great basketball family. And, you know, CJ's the type of kid that fits exactly who we are as a program. Work ethic is tremendous. Um, His IQ and feel is exactly what we look for in a player, especially in the system that Coach Hoiberg runs. And then, you know, listen, the translation to shooting You can never have enough guys that can make shots at an elite level, and that's what C.J. brings from day one, not to slight him with other areas of his game that he brings. But when you can shoot the ball at such a high level like he does, um, you know, it deserves to be praised. And then Keon Edwards, another kid I was familiar with coming out of high school, recruited him, knew his family well, ultra-talented kid. You know, every bit of 6'7", his versatility is unbelievable can score from every level. The thing about him, we're so excited again, once once again, similar to CJ, just a shot-making ability, just a beautiful, effortless stroke that uh, immediately should have a huge impact. Both of those kids will play significant minutes and, and have significant roles on what we're trying to do. If we're going to win at the level that we think we are, those two are going to have to have uh, big impacts immediately. And then Oleg – is a kid that i uh had known about throughout the year i was waiting to see if there was going to be any opportunity to watch him play and see where his development was unfortunately did not happen for COVID reasons and um listen you know come came from a very good prep school that has been known to produce players the head coach there does a phenomenal job at player development I know what we're getting day one, which is a really skilled, great feel IQ player. Which, like I said, with with the two previous kids, fits exactly what we're looking for. Um, but ultimately, you know, can he make an impact day one? You know, we're we're not going to find that out till he gets to campus because mm-hmm. physically, you know, it's it's such a different game than uh, European basketball for these kids to walk in. Even though he was at a prep school. Unfortunately, his experience at the prep school was a very limited one because of COVID. So it is going to be a work in progress. But the one thing you can't teach is seven feet, you know, and he's every bit of it.
0: We're talking with Nebraska basketball assistant Matt Abdelmasi. Coach, the eligibility rules where everybody got a free year and um, just all all of the things that the COVID year brought. How complicated is that going to make roster management long term um, in college basketball?
1: You know, For us, it, it didn't make things complicated at all. You have honest conversations with your kids uh, throughout the year, but then specifically at the end of the year, just to evaluate where things are at for them, both basketball-wise and off the court, just to see if it's the right fit. Um, that is a part of, of college athletics. They're coming to get a great education and get their degree. They're also coming uh, for a big reason, which is for us to play basketball, and You know, the only thing you can provide is, is honest feedback. Um, you know, the way we managed the extra year of eligibility, I thought was really well and had honest conversations with kids. Um, you know, specifically with Kobe and, and Trevor was always planning on returning, of course, just playing limited minutes this past season because it was a freebie year for him because he had full intentions on sitting out and, and using that year for development reasons. Um, I think it speaks volume to when kids want to return. Not every program has had that. A lot of programs have lost their so-called super seniors that can use that year of eligibility. Hours wanted to stay. Um, you know, still having conversations with Thor about what his plans are. Um, you know, certainly he's been an unbelievable representative for this program for four great years. So we're going to be fully supportive with whatever decision he makes. Um, but yeah I think it's it's one that is easy to manage as long as you're realistic and transparent with having conversations and do right by each student athlete that within, that's within your program and I feel like the way things have played out played out to our favor and, and to Nebraska's favor
2: so looking ahead to, to next year's roster I mean you got 13 maybe even 14 maybe 15 scholarship guys uh that could potentially all all factor into the rotation i guess now how does the process begin about uh you know uh identifying roles and um you know keeping everybody happy and 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 basically finding a way to use all these pieces you've been able to assemble over the past three years
1: well fortunately that's what they pay fred the big (laughs) bucks for is to make those decisions you know i just sit there in the background and help him manage it but Listen, I mean, Robin, at the end of the day, you know this, and it's not a cliche. I mean, when we get the entire group here, there's going to be new faces, and it's going to be a, a great mix of old faces and new faces, and over the course of the offseason, you know, that stuff plays itself out. I mean, of course, we go into it with a mindset of, of what guys' roles are going to be, but the thing that is exciting, we're going to have legitimate depth at every position across the board, and in this league – where it is such a grind, um, you have to have legit depth. Because if you don't, I do feel like your ceiling is a lot lower. And that's why our excitement is, is very high. And we're so optimistic about where we're headed as a program with the class that we've signed and the kids that we're bringing in with the returners. And um, I, I, I do feel confident that the, the group that's going to be out there There is no question. Always the challenging thing is for guys to accept their roles, embrace their roles, and ultimately understand that there is a certain sacrifice that you have to potentially make um, from game to game. And that's what really good teams do. They make those sacrifices for the betterment of the team. You know, we have a a saying going into next year, uh, we over me, and that's what we're going to ride with. And if, if we can hit that hard, throughout the off-season into next season, the concept of, of having that we mindset, I think we have a chance to be really, really good.
0: Well, Coach, congratulations on wrapping up a great signing class. So We're looking forward to following you guys now here over the summer months as coaches are able to get back out on the road and, and learn more about these guys.
1: Absolutely. No, Thank you guys for having me and, and pr- appreciate you guys.
0: All right, much more to come. We'll talk more Husker football recruiting next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.